Hey guys, it's Renee from Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. On this episode, we have on Joe Benavidez. We, of course, have to talk to him about fashion, specifically in the UFC. Also, more specifically, mom jeans. He's got a whole hot take. We also talk popcorn and pickles, another thing that he's into, while also breaking down a little UFC 270. We got to do it with Joe, but then also Misha and I got to take a deeper dive into that heavyweight championship matchup. Let's get into it. Right now, we have on one of the best to do it. We've got our very own Joseph Benavidez. I mean, he just retired back in September 2021, and he's on with us now. Joseph, how are you? I just got my first laptop at uh, 37 years old, so forgive me. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. What kind of laptop yeah, did you get? What did you lean into? Up. I don't know. Some kind of laptop. So <laughs> I don't got do anything it? on it. Megan, Megan picked it out for you? She told me which one to get, yeah, and then I just got yeah. it. And I still use hers. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to be pointed in the right direction. Yeah. How have you been? What's going on? How's retired life treating you? What have you been up to? Well, that's a great question. Um, I haven't been up to much, honestly. Retired life is good. It's relaxing. Um, you know, get to spend more time with Megan at home. But I kind of always did that, you know, minus the training. But, you know, we always were kind of got to wake up together, got to travel together, which was great. Both our lifestyles um, allowed that. So now there's just more to that. So I get to annoy her even more. <laughs> uh, and really, I mean, that's it. I mean, you... I watch a lot of movies. Um, Ooh, what have you watched that's good? What stuck out to you? Oh, my God. Well, that's a loaded question. So I actually like started my own like film account, like movie club. Oh, um, what is it? I want to join it. Ultimate Film Club. It's Good. called. So I oh, you know what? It. I saw Megan tweet that the other day, and I was like, yeah. or on her Instagram, and I was like, what is this? And it was like the top films. Okay, great. Yeah, I've already seen kind it. Of I've just been low there. Key. Like I already, I did like a top fifteen of the year, so I like obsess about watching all that stuff. Um, what else did I do? I was in South Carolina for three weeks, um, getting a place ready. That I just, just, just going I, i'll be in anaheim this week for the fights cornering nice. cody um stamen and watching the fights so just trying to stay busy like in a way like i'm very bored <laughs> with retirement but i'm also like super i guess grateful that i get to be bored that i can just kind of wake up and you know what i don't Chill. have to really do anything today so like, it's like it's bored in a good of, way right like yeah it's, it's kind of a blessing that i can like wake nice up and, and kind of do what I want to every day. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I want to do something else. I just don't really know what that is yet. I have a feeling we're going to see like some, some innovation here in this, in 2022 for you. Like you're going to come out with like your own clothing line or like something like that. Yeah. Something big's going to be in the works for you. Joe, I yeah, do have a quick so follow up too. before we really get into some fight stuff with oh, you. Okay. Um, something that I deem somewhat controversial that I've seen uh -oh. on social media. Um, uh -oh. What's the deal with the popcorn and the dill pickle? What is this? Oh, it's a uh, greatest <laughs> movie snack of all time. Really? What? Um, for one, the best thing about it, everyone eats popcorn in movies. Obviously, that's a staple. But like, when do you get a chance to eat a pickle spear? Not often. So it gives yeah. you that chance. Um, if you're like a salty, crunchy person, you mix the two together and it's nothing like groundbreaking. You put the pickle, you have the pickle and the popcorn at the same time 
and you just kind of take a bite as you will take a bite as you will kind of mix it one before one after and it's just this salty wet dry crunch of a snack that's amazing and um it's like one of our favorite snacks every time like we're watching a movie we're like popcorn Pickles of and course popcorn. and like you want a pickle and then like we throw two pickle spears on it <laughs> kind of let the juice even run on the uh, yeah. on the popcorn it gives it a little taste so funny enough in new mexico where i'm from like every movie theater sells pickles and you go like you the ones at the gas station and like the yeah, bags. like the big pickle like a big old yeah. jar of pickles they rip it out and give it to you with your popcorn and <laughs> that's everyone in new so mexico weird goes and eats pip- popcorn and pickles so when I first moved to like California, I was like, went up and I was like going to a movie and I was like, yeah, I'll take a pickle and some popcorn, like a pickle. Like we don't have pickles. <laughs> we don't have pickles. And like in New Mexico, that's what you order at the movie theater is a pickle with your popcorn. So that is so funny. Yeah. But it's, the more it's good. You know. Try it out. Like if you like I will. pickles. And everyone pickle's just popcorn, a fun like, word to say. And I do like oh, so you- Get those electrolytes. Yeah. It's the, year, it's the year of the pickle, guys. 2022 year of the pickle. <laughs> All right. Now we can talk fighting. Misha, what do you got? Damn it. I hate talking <laughs> Well, I want to hear, like, are we, what, you almost sound like you were going to say something about a clothing line. Were you? Were you? Are you thinking about your dad? No, nah, nah, I mean, no? okay. All right. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's in my brain. I think about it all the time, especially with Megan being the style icon she is doing something. So, you know. She how really much is. how heavy-handed are you in helping Megan put together her outfits because let's just say Megan Olivia does not miss she does not she does not oh my god she knows yeah she she's got it all I mean like what's great is it's from like the basics of like going to the airport or the grocery store to you know being on on tv as everybody sees but yeah she doesn't miss any time um I honestly I like to think I have like an influence in like what she gets and buys, but like she buys everything herself, picks everything herself. All I really do is we do this thing called fashion show at lunch, like before her events. And she'll just basically like, all right, I have five outfits. You're going to rank them. And I sit on the bed with my popcorn and pickle. <laughs> and, uh, and she like tries on the outfits and I rank them and maybe give like a little or like mix that or like, you know what, that can actually go with that or that can use that. But that's clothes she already bought, she already picked and that she, you know, has to do. So I just kind of help her. But, you know, I'm going to tell myself I like to influence what she even like buys. So good. Listen, yeah, it's yeah. working, whatever it is. But also with <laughs> Dapper Scrapper. <laughs> With Dapper Scrapper, which, by the way, is the best name for, you know, this the fashion of the fighters. It's really cool. Um, you've really been putting together some killer looks for people. Uh, did you do Juliana Pena's look for her fight? Oh, no, 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 no. We okay. don't really help them. We just we just take the pictures. Just capture. Oh, yeah. gotcha. See, yeah, I thought but- that that was the mind of you. And I, yeah, okay. Yeah, gotcha. But once again, I will give myself some undeserved credit. I like to influence, I like to think that I influence what they wear because they're like, Dapper Scrap is going to take a picture, so you better look good. And we've had people <laughs> come up and be like, I bought this outfit, dude. Like, they're going like, to take a picture of the camera. I'll be like, yeah. So <laughs> I like to still give myself unwarranted credit that like we influence what they wear so what are the what are the trends are uh, that you're liking right now for men's and women's fashion well 
I like that we have on Joe Benavidez, and I'm asking you full fashion and food advice. (laughs) Well, with women, with with women, I honestly always like like I love a blazer on a woman because you can do so much with with the menswear. It's such a good um, staple. Like I love like a blazer and sneakers kind of look, but like I obviously love a suit on um, women as well. Um, Leather is huge right now i think with women like in all forms like shirts dresses just like regular spaghetti strap kind of shirts like Um, 90s style yeah just like anything leather like a leather hat um oh i love a leather hat yeah so like anything leather i think is really huge right now and you'll just see like a regular leather shirt where you could just be a leather jacket but now leather dress leather pants leather pants in all forms leather skirt leather shorts you know leather, leather like muay like thai shorts like are sick megan has a pair of those they look really oh, cool like casual cool. shorts because if you add leather leather joggers amazing um abercrombie yeah. has a few good pairs of them but it's like taking something real casual and putting like the luxe material of leather just makes it yeah. beautiful and then with the men i mean men are hard like i think the most the greatest thing for a man to do is just like keep it basic and like kind of be yourself you know like you can add on pieces obviously for title fights and this and that um like kamara uzman did an incredible job i love when guys wear patterns especially like animal print or something but um you know guys a little different yeah guys don't get to have as much fun girls get to have more fun we have way more options yeah but even for a guy leather i love um on them i love hats and just like i said it's just i think the main thing is just wearing um something you're comfortable with it's more yeah. this, this you you know like that style in itself joe are I, you wearing a, are you wearing a mic it's rubbing against your 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 shirt and it's disrupting your audio a little bit I'm not we just wearing be able a mic. To hear, oh okay I'm not i don't know what it is something's like oh, a, it so it sounds like fabric mic. rubbing if your mic is on your head, he's not, not wearing, wearing, a mic. Not wearing a mic. Oh, the maybe it's in your lap. ear. I don't know. Oh. But anyways, maybe I just want to be able to hear you well because I like what you say. No, you're good. Um, okay. okay. Renee and What's I have this thing. Pro boyfriend jeans are not pro boyfriend oh, jeans shit. for girls because Renee bought a pair. She didn't love it. I bought a pair that's kind of like it's like they almost fit more like sweatpants, but they're jeans. I like no. those ones, but the boyfriend jeans, I just can't. I don't know. I like skinny jeans. I just feel like and I'm I keep the time. So yes or no? Because I keep trying to find the one that yeah. works, and I'm like, shit, it's tough. I I'm a big fan of um the mom boyfriend jeans, whatever you want to call them. Um, I really I really like them. Once again, I think they just add like a nice contrast. Like if you're wearing something nice to have like a looser fit in pants, I think it looks a little more um casual and comfortable and relaxed. Um, which always adds just to the feeling you know and and the look so people can look a little more comfortable but you can still dress them up and I really like the fit you know because girls especially can always you know wear something tight and you know um how can I say um accentuate you know their body and their curves or whatever but it's almost it's a little cuter not cuter but more about style it's when they don't, when they don't, it's kind of like, oh, they have that, but like they can still wear something casual. These a little secret weapon. Yeah, yeah, a little secret weapon. Yeah. So I, I, like I love, too. I love the mom jeans. I like for a beautiful, like a girl to be totally dressed up and then just like relaxed pants. And it's just like, oh, okay. 
He's I've not always been a sucker for like a slack. I love a good slack and like looser pants. Like I do love menswear. I did a, a ton of menswear um, when I was in WWE. That was like my go-to yeah. for a while. But my thing with these jeans, here's what I don't get. We're in a pandemic. So we're all wearing sweatpants. Everyone's super casual. Then someone's <laughs> like, you know what? We should bring back rigid cotton jeans they're not easy to take a seat in let me just put that out there you got to like stretch them out you got to do some lunges in them some low squats because you got to stretch that out it's not easy yeah yeah i like it i mean i I think it has a lot to do with the pandemic too i mean not a lot to do with it but it makes sense it's like oh everyone's wearing sweats let's just make like denim sweats that are like yeah so (laughs) yeah it's a good I, i i like the look i like the look a lot all right. Oh, yeah. Well, do you like the looks of Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno three? And uh, what do you what, what do you think is going to happen in that one? Who do you like in it? Ooh, man, that's a, obviously a great fight. Um, some people I'm very familiar with, um, the vision, everything. Um, I just get so um, happy and it's so satisfying when like to see people excited about this division. You know, that's kind of always just been my, um, what I've worked for towards it, like being since the beginning and always feeling like we were fighting an uphill battle, you know, to see us now on like a big pay-per-view event, you know, coming to the heavyweight, people be excited for it, you know, have um, great people to look forward to fighting um, like Brandon and and Davidson. Um, As far as the fight goes, I mean, Oh, like, I feel like the momentum is going in Brandon's way, um, you know, with the finish in the last fight, you know, I think he kind of came out of that first fight, like took everything Figueredo had and, you know, lost any fear he maybe ever had of Figueredo, you know, just kind of like, there's nothing to be scared of. I took his best shots. We went through a war. There's nothing to be scared of. Obviously finished him in the second fight. So I feel the momentum is going his way. Um, but Figueredo has made changes and that's kind of what you have to do after you lose. So it's not like he lost and now he's going to do the same thing with the same team, with the same diet, with the same everything. Um, he's already on a great, seems like his weight's already good, which has been one of his, um, one of his problems in, in, in the past, but now working with like Henry Cejudo and the team he has over there. He seems like he's on the right path with that. And I feel that's been one of his biggest problems as far as performance goes. And um, especially, I mean, in the last fight, you know, he said that was a, that was something. So, you know, maybe he fixed that and he has a better fight. So him doing something different is already makes it um, very more interesting than the other fight. Um, But like I said, I think that momentum's going Brandon's way, being the champion and the confidence he has going in. Joe, what do you make of this Henry Cejudo situation that's happening now? Is Cejudo trying to interject himself into the Volkanovsky thing? And then Dana White's like, no, you don't get to jump ahead like that. What uh, what do you think Cejudo should do in 2022? I I like it. And, I mean, the guy's a two-division champion. You know, he wanted to take some time off. I think, you know, if there's a slot open um, for a two-time champion to come in and fight at another weight class, I think it seems like a pretty good idea. Um, you know, I would watch it. Um, I think he deserves it, especially for the accomplishments he's had. So, you know, I'm, I, I support it. I mean, 
why wouldn't we want to watch a, a two-time champion come out of retirement and fight another weight class? I feel like we wanted that before um, when it works. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's exciting. And, you know, Korean Zombie is, is a great fan favorite as well. But, you know, um, at the end of the day, he's, he's not a – He's not a two-time champion. And I know there's arguments that, oh, it's in another weight class. He's retired. But, you know, you can be retired and want to come back and fight. So um, we, this is not the first time that we've crossed the bridge of, you know, somebody taking time off and or being retired at GSP, right? We saw um, John Jones has taken really long layoffs. Misha Tate. Right. Awesome. There we go. Come back. <laughs> um, you know, and, and but fighting for a title, you know, that is a, another question. I know he left as the, the two world champ. However, do you think that the UFC or anybody has any apprehension because the argument is that Henry is not as much of a draw? Do you think there's any validity to that? Oh, I think that's the complete valid. I mean, that's like completely the reason. Like, yeah. I don't even think that's a question. I think that's the So then do you reason. think... If it was somebody with a draw, right. then it wouldn't be a question. But if he's not, it's easier to dismiss what he's done. So do you think that he should be able to come in and leapfrog guys that have been working there? You know, Korean Zombie, um, obviously Brian Ortega already fought, but Max Holloway's in the division. I mean, it's a very interesting division. We have guys that are coming up and fighting, and and, uh, obviously we saw in the main event this weekend, you know, two two great fighters there. Is it a division that's really calling for Henry? I mean, I think you make a great point that he's a two-division champion. It would be interesting, but how? what is the right way for him to reinsert himself into the UFC? Should he actually come and fight at 145? Do you think he belongs better, maybe a Piotr Jan or Aljamain Sterling mix-up, or is the 125 the division that's really calling for him? Yeah, you know what? And you're right about there. Ha- there has to be a right way, like – yeah, some of it makes sense, but it obviously wasn't the right way because it's not happening. Um, so, you know, the people that decide whether it's right or wrong, this wasn't the right way. Um, it was a, it was kind of a, not a, I mean, it was, it, it was a weird situation. Someone fell out, you know, he put his name in the hat, you know, it, it, it didn't work out. So I think this is the right this is what henry wanted all along he wants to not have to do anything just come in only fight at the highest level you know nothing to lose really you know but a lot to gain and i think that's smart coming from him coming out of retirement being a champion there's only places to go down but you know he comes in at 45 he's doing the best thing that he thinks for him right now because he goes in at 45 on short notice he lost at a higher weight you know he's still a two division champ you know, credit for coming out of retirement. He has nothing to lose. Like after being a two division champ and retiring, did you want to, you know, crawl through the ranks of a higher division again? No. So he's doing what he thinks he's going to do, what, what he thinks is best for him and his ideal situation, but it's not ideal for, um, for what happens. So maybe it takes another um, kind of short notice thing, you know, when there's less options for him to do it, because at the end of the day, I see this, kind of what he wants to do he doesn't want to come back and fight five 145 pounders at a higher weight to get to the title you know he wants to come in and be like no I'm just going for the title which a lot of people out of retirement I think do want that like they only want something that entices them they're not they don't want to come back and have a full career they want to come back to something that entices them so you know maybe it takes that at 135 
you know, for a last minute yawn and Aljamain to drop out. And he's like, I'm right here. So um, I think it's going to be a situation like that. And that's right for Henry. But like I said, it wasn't really um, right. So I think it's going to take lesser options maybe um, for it to work out in his way. Well, we will see what happens. But Joseph Benavidez, thank you so much for taking the time to come hang out with us. Um, we've wanted to have you on the show. I love being able to pick your brain about um, popcorn and pickles and fashion <laughs> yeah, and fighting. Dude, try it out. <laughs> try it out. I'm telling you. If you're, into that, if you're into that salty, crunchy snack, yeah. I mean, it's nice. And also, like, like I said, Year of the Pickle 2022. And <laughs> like, there's never a time to eat pickles. Like, you need that excuse. Yeah. You don't really just be like, oh, like, what do you eat a pickle with? Not much. Yeah. Normally, I think like if I do like crackers, cheese and a pickle, that's like mm -hmm. a big thing for me. But I, yeah. I mean, I love a pickle anytime. I especially mm -hmm. love um, sodium heavy foods that will bloat me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I will certainly yeah. lean into that. <laughs> yeah. They'll bloat Same me in us. my mom jeans and everyone can just back oh, yeah. off. Especially right before we go on camera, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> love a puppy yeah. face. Give me a tight yeah. shot. All right. Well, Joseph, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And um, yeah, just keep enjoying your retirement. Enjoy being bored for a little bit. I will. You guys are the best. <laughs> Appreciate it. Hi, everyone. I'm Hall of Fame sportscaster Leslie Visser, and I've got a new podcast, In Conversation, where I'll draw from 45 years of covering the Final Four, the NBA Finals, Wimbledon, the World Series, the Super Bowl, the Olympics. CBS even sent me to the fall of the Berlin Wall. I think you'll enjoy the give and take, so subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included in most subscriptions. Let's talk UFC 270 going down this weekend. Finally, we get to see it. Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gunn. How's this going to go? What's going to happen? Who's going to be walking out the heavyweight champ? Well, I love Francis Ngannou. I, and I, I, I'm definitely leaning towards him in this fight because it just doesn't take much. He just has to touch you. Just has to touch you. And in every fight, you get hit. I don't care who you are or how good you are, what you're doing. You're, you, you're going to get hit. And when it's that devastating of a blow from Francis, like he can just put you in another planet with one shot, kind of hard to pick against him. He's also... He works so hard. I do see him inside the gym training all the time, and he's evolved in many of the ways that he's needed to in order to become and maintain, you know, the UFC World Championship. So I'm definitely going to pick him in this fight. However, Sirogan presents some real problems that um, could be a challenge for Francis, uh, for anybody, really, as we see him being undefeated in the UFC. First of all, he moves really well for a heavyweight. He's very sure light does. on his feet, and he has a lot of movement. The guy can wrestle, too. He really can change directions, and he can wrestle. He's also a southpaw, so that's an interesting feat in that it just changes the way that the way that you strike with a southpaw is very, very, very different, worlds different than how you, you strike with an orthodox fighter. So it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to the movement, the different stance that he's going to have to take, and the mm -hmm. fact that, um, you know, Sirogan can really wrestle. Um, but I know he spent a ton of time, Francis spent a ton of time preparing for that with Stipe. So I think his, his counter wrestling is, is top notch. It's on par and he's got power like nobody else in that division. Yeah. So 
I'm going with Francis. He's continuing to evolve. We got to remember Francis Ngannou came in so green to the UFC. I mean, really, really green. He came in with a boxing background. He didn't have very many fights before he came to the UFC. And so we have actually witnessed his learning curve inside the mm -hmm. UFC. And he's managed to, he took Which that first loss nuts. to Stipe. But he evolved to the point where he beat Stipe the second time around. I mean, he stuffed that shot. He hit him with the better the better strikes, and, and he finished him. He put him away. So, obviously, that learning curve is on the up, and I think we're going to continue to see that, that trajectory, which is very impressive. M most people don't do well when they have to develop their learning curve inside the UFC. I mean, they have to, they have to grow up inside the UFC, right? It's really difficult because you're always yeah. at the top. You're already at the top of the top. So you got to learn how to swim with the best of them. Honestly. Yeah. It's sink or swim. No doubt. Um, so with Francis, he says win or lose on Saturday, he will not fight again under his current deal. He wants more money and he definitely wants to box. Uh, but we actually got to hear uh, from Francis on his current deal via um, ESPN MMA. This is going to put you on the spot, but would you fight again under that contract? Would you be willing to fight again under that contract? It, it, it extends for a year. No. So if he went no, on no, January no. and you did not get a new contract, you no, I will not fight for five, six hundred thousand anymore. I mean, it's over. Yeah. It's over. I just did this. I took this fight, just I mean, for a personal reason and because I want to like make sure that regardless, uh, even it's unfair, I've been wrongly wrongly treated. I can make my case of saying I've accomplished the eighth fight, you know, but uh, no. What's your reaction to what things are going to look like on the other side of 270 for Francis Ngannou? Well, I anticipate that he's going to win and he's going to be in the driver's seat, so to speak. If it, yeah, to, to my understanding, this, this will be the one that he fights out his contract and, um, Francis, just knowing him and being a friend of mine, he's a very, stubborn individual and if you know a story you'll understand why that you know he doesn't kind of bow down or 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 bend the knee to 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 whatever everyone else wants or what the organization wants he wants what he feels is best for him and i think um what i mean tyson fury has mentioned francis and ganu before so this it's not far-fetched to think that he has um you know a multi-million dollar payday waiting on the other side get of paid man yeah on the other side so if that's what he chooses to do he's gonna make hand over fist in the boxing world anyways and um i don't know i'm I, I, what i'm really curious to see is how much the ufc will bend because we haven't really seen we have we've never seen a heavyweight champion which are, yeah. you know, they're like gold. Francis Ngannou is worth his weight in gold. Mm -hmm. uh, take this kind of a strong stance. Uh, um, so I'm curious to see how much they will bend, how much they will give. Now, we've seen it with Conor McGregor where he went over to the boxing world, right? And he made uh, waves and he made a lot of money and they were able to work a deal. So I feel like since we've seen it done before, there has to be a blueprint to let Francis Ngannou kind of do the same thing. I just yeah. can't understand why it couldn't couldn't happen, right? Sure. But yeah, it remains to be seen. I don't I don't exactly know what's going to happen. I hope that we don't lose Francis Ngannou because he's just a great asset. He's to yeah, yeah, he's great. He's fun to watch fight, and 
which is just fantastic in every way, really. Throwing Down with Renee and Misha is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The show is produced by Michael Russo and Kelly Murphy. Sound designed by Naree Balin. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts.